We'll check it out, y'all. We got what you need. We're all living in apartments, condos, vans. Well, dude, even you can have a studio. A studio in a box. Yes, we can help you with that right here at Blind Knowledge. We work on your budget, and we figure out your measurements. We'll get you the best sound for the best price. Let me know, 877-237-1143 or at blindknowledge.com. Yep. Do you struggle with putting yourself first? Are you tired of feeling burnt out and overwhelmed from constantly putting the needs of others before your own? I have created a sacred space that will be available once a week for 10 weeks to learn, dive deep, and create your boundaries to boost your confidence and self-worthiness. Go to www.krista-luna.com and sign up for the Master Your Boundaries course starting in September 2023. And use the code PARANORMAL to get 30% off today on www.krista-luna.com. People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly when you're alone Women seem wicked when you're unwanted Streets are uneven when you're down <laughs> So welcome everybody. Here we are at the spookiest time of the week and scariest thing going on this week is my freaking hair tonight. So <laughs> apologies to anyone that has bad dreams because of that. Anywho, here Hold we are. Hold on a second. Yeah. We're going to take a screenshot. This is our next thumbnail. <laughs> yeah. Whenever Deborah no says she hates be. her hair. <laughs> yeah, every time that ends up being some sort of promo material for you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, as you guys all know, we're Global Strangeness. Uh, Strange is brought together by the love of the paranormal. And this week we're doing true real life paranormal experiences. We have various guests that are going to jump on and um, tell us their spooky stories. And before we have anybody get in here, I don't know if anybody's waiting right now, but do you guys have any new or unshared stuff you'd like to tell us about? My wife says there's a demon that hides in my closet if I don't uh, don't close the closet door. A demon? <laughs> Jesus. Well, some scary figure thing. Huh. She closes it. <laughs> I haven't seen it. It's that's that's funny. A lot of people talk about like their closets being portals. Like I wonder why what it is about closets because you hear that a lot, right? What was that uh movie with the kid from um Wonder Years? And and it had the guy uh the comedian dude from Bobby's World and he's on that like Oh, American Idol uh, or whatever. Um, you guys don't remember that movie? No. The, with the with the blue looking monster thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh my little monster. I think. I think it is little monsters. Yeah. I think I'm not 100 percent sure. They got in through the closet, right? And the bad guy was boy. Well, I mean, mon mon oh, Monsters Inc. Is that what you're talking about? No, no, no. I'm, I'm oh. think, I think you're right. Little monsters. Okay. I was that like Monsters Inc. is the same exact scenario, kind of. Never heard of it. All I know is if there's anything in my closet, you'd be very careful because that's all my favorite possessions my shoes, my bags, 
all my clothes, <laughs> you best be watching yourself in there if you're in my closet because I will fight for that stuff. You're going to beat the monsters up, huh? <laughs> Nobody messes with my designer bags. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. No, but on a serious note, I don't know. Um, Jeremy, you have stuff in your house you talk about sometimes, right? I have experiences all the time, but they're not like oh. it's not scary. I don't, I don't. Well, think here, and you hear Gail, Gail's right behind you there, Deborah. <laughs> yeah. She likes when you pick on Scott, but um, <laughs> funny, funny enough, I don't remember if this was our, during our show last week, I don't think it was, but during some show in the last week, my electric heaters out in the garage they keep me warm all of a sudden just one of them just unplugged and i have no explanation as why that could have happened like nobody was walking near it like i was literally just sitting there and all of a sudden they unplugged and like sounds like, like a I demon oh it's not, it's not a demon, demon. god <laughs> i mean we all know my garage is plenty haunted so who knows i mean it could have been could have been a spirit just pulling it out saying, you're wasting electricity. It ain't that cold out. He's like a, a green demon. It's like, climate change, motherfucker. <laughs> it's Greta. Uh, Greta's, yeah. it's Greta's, Greta's great lost grandma. <laughs> uh, so, Scott, this week I found two more people that are on the birds aren't real camp. And I found one more one more person that is on the, he does, they don't fully believe in that conspiracy but they wouldn't be surprised if there are a couple robot birds out there spying on people yeah i mean there's definitely a couple but it's fun right like to just say stuff that you know <laughs> to say stuff like, that makes people look at you like you need to be checked on. yeah like to go to like an israel palestine protest and then come up <laughs> with your own sign birds aren't real because there's the real issue you want to address. That's the important stuff. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, it's um, funny, right? Life is funny. Well, bullet the keeps, humor. Bullet keeps dropping in now. I'm waiting for him to come back in so we can get him up here. But so, Scott, as we come on, I'll let you introduce them because these are these are your guests that you've lined yeah. up for us to delight us with their experiences. Yes, absolutely. And let me see. Oh, I mean, Deborah, what about you? You have, you have spirits living with you too. Don't you be going at me saying I got spirits living with me. I know you got spirits no, in your house. Well, I, there's spirits everywhere. That's the whole thing. But like, I don't, I have stuff happen. Um, I've had, I've had a, um, Roomba vacuum turn on that wasn't even it's been dead forever it's unplugged because my dog's scared of it I never use it and it makes us like do 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 sound and that I could hear that and it's not even plugged in it's been dead forever and I've heard music start downstairs I have stuff happen but it's not scary to me because I kind of can feel who's who it is or whatever spirits so and and that's when Deborah looks at her wine glass and just puts it down the table and like no more <laughs> that and it oddly happens at the when I'm just finishing up the bottle of whiskey. I don't know why. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like the only spooky thing I have is like my beers disappear <laughs> all the time. I don't know. I blame your I blame your I blame your wife, Scott. I blame your wife. Hers disappear too. It's just like we have this ghost that's coming in here, and uh, 
drinking them all down. I think the thing though, like Jeremy, you're saying that like thing being unplugged, I think when you start to notice then kind of more activity, cause it's almost like a light bulb goes on and they're like, oh, somebody is noticing. So you'll kind of, you know, more and more stuff will happen. Not necessarily scary stuff, but they're just excited that somebody's, you know, aware. Are you, are you freaking kidding me? You know how many mediums and psychics have discovered them on my show? And like they get all the attention in the world. Like my shows are half about them, perhaps for sometimes. <laughs> well, it's funny. It's funny because you can see stuff in behind people sometimes. We've had guests on here before, and I, I'm whatever. I there was one that I definitely could feel kind of heavy energy around. I'm not going to call out anybody. And then there was another guest, and there was definitely a female energy, like a but it was a pleasant energy or whatever, but definitely a female was in the room with them behind them. You can kind of pick up on that sometimes. Not always. I'm not, I'm just new. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, and if anybody watching has their own personal growth stories to come tell on, uh, shoot Scott a message. I'll shoot, send you the link. I'll shoot Jeremy a lesson message too. So, uh, Don, I don't need no lessons. His uh his internet's not gonna let him get on. I am currently texting everyone else who's coming on. So mm-hmm. we're mid show. Let me know if it's possible. Well, well actually. All right, well, here's what here's what I'm gonna do. Let's go to my good friend Reddit. There we go. Thinking outside of the box. <laughs> I've got some videos of like the on the street shit too. I don't know if that like downloading and all of that crap. I don't know how long that would take, but I got like 30 different people's ghost stories. That's your call. Yeah. Well, we could do, we could do all of it, man. We could do, I can send you a couple right now. If you, you do your right, I'll send you a couple. Scott, who do you trust? Travel channel today.com or country living. I like the travel channel, man. They always have the like I really like the the boats, like the houseboats. Have you guys seen those mm. shows? Where they do the houseboat uh, tours of the rich people? No. Oh, that's no? isn't that called oh, man, that isn't, isn't, isn't that called boats and hose? I don't think so. <laughs> Not on the travel <laughs> channel. <laughs> Oh, they should they should need they should need that. That could have been the theme song. Wilfrell and uh John C. Riley singing it. You should be in marketing. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Was, I I don't like extravagant boat homes or some shit. <laughs> My idea is better. I'm just saying. In the like tiny but, um, homes. I think they had a tiny home show too. All right. I actually actually can I share uh I don't know, I can't. I Shit, I don't have your email. I'll try to send it. I don't know if this file will go through. Um, if it'll go through Hold Messenger. On, Scott. Hold okay, on, Scott. Cool. Sweet. Jeremy's sending Private. me email. Look at this. We are making a show happen in real time. And I have our first scariest ghost story from Reddit. And so this one is titled, It Wasn't a Little Girl. This sounds like some left-wing, ditch, left-wing shit already. But <laughs> I, was camp- I was camping with my husband and his small family at a 
small remote lake in New Mexico. There were about 10 people in our group, another group of six people in the next campsite. It was nighttime and both groups were doing typical activities, s'mores, having a few drinks, telling stories, so on, so on. When we all heard, we sounded like a little girl yelling out for help. Neither group had children with them, but we were all positive we were hearing a little girl inside search the area we heard the noises from together. There was a field behind our campsites, and we all saw a very tall, pure white figure standing maybe 100 feet away from us in the field making the noises. We all agreed this thing looked like maybe six feet tall, skinny and white as can be. We made our way closer to investigate, but whatever it was that we saw started backing off as we got closer and disappeared into the trees. All night, we continued to hear a little girl calling for help as we tried to sleep. Well, they might have been camping, uh, I don't know, maybe it was an Epstein Island drop-off place, who knows? Jeez. <laughs> oh, Here, I got, I got an idea. Let's turn this into a learning show. I've got some questions for you, Jeremy. We can all ask each other questions here. Oh, God, help us oh, all, God. Scott. <laughs> okay, so no, I don't want tar- no, I don't want tarot card reading. This is going to dwindle down into some terrible truth or dare show, I think. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's where it should go. No, this is a serious I, question. I um, feel bad for Deborah then, but yeah. I So, like, I'm getting closer and closer to monetization on YouTube for my thing. Um, how do you use Twitter? You said you're, like, monetized on Twitter. How do you... I, I I have never said I am monetized on Twitter, buddy. I wish, but I thought um, like right before you left, you said you were. Um, I on Facebook, I my old profile was, um, a public figure or whatever the hell they call it. So, entertainer or performer, whatever the hell they call it. But um, so like if I got enough view of my reels on Facebook, I could have started getting money, but. That's a law. That's a huge bridge you have to cross, and not many people can get past that. It's Facebook I mean, pays the best, but I've I've just never had any traction on Twitter. Like I, I had a Magic the Gathering site at one point in time, and I had to like work really hard to like constantly tweeting with people and shit. It's not like Facebook with groups. Like, do you know any hacks well, for that for the Halloween episode? I mean, Twitter isn't, I mean, we're streaming on Twitter right now, but Twitter isn't really a place for like short videos and stuff like that. Like it's, there's not really like reels on Twitter. Twitter is more of just like a marketing tool to get, to post your podcast out basically, or you can do videos, I guess. I mean, there are people who do brackets on there too, but I mean, it's just, Twitter is more of a marketing, like opinion posting. Or hmm. media posting. I mean, you could, I guess you can post short videos on Twitter. I've done it, but. Yeah, after, I've done it too. It just doesn't. Like... After, after, after a couple of days, you're going to tweet so much, so, so, retweet so much other stuff and tweet stuff that it's just all going to get pushed down, 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 down. And you're not going to get anywhere. Like, I don't know. How no, often are you guys in. actually on social media? Because like, I kind of. Constantly. Constantly. Ghost. Constantly. What about you, Deborah? Not that much, really. Well, I am, I guess. My thing is I don't enjoy posting and I need to do a lot more because for my day life, my day job, (laughs) I have to Mm -hmm. do it for that. For writing stuff, I have to do it. And I end up finding like it's a bunch of work and I'm not like the writing stuff. I'd rather be writing than posting and pushing. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I find this media stuff hard. Like I just, I don't enjoy it. I'm kind of in the same boat. Like I watch YouTube, but like I don't actually 
Like I'm never on social media as like a fun thing. Oh, there's Michael. He's on, He's all, the on time. all the time. We told you we tried I, to hoist these duties onto you <laughs> to promote us. <laughs> and, and Mike, you say you're on all time, but I can't even find your profile that's in our group chat on Facebook. I've tried. <laughs> it's like you're a ghost, man. I yeah, I don't I don't know. I like uh oop, he's got a thumbs up there. <laughs> At Haunted Peninsula on Facebook, if that's how that works. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean. And so all right, well, Scott, did you email that yet, just out of curiosity? Did I email you yet? I didn't know you sent me your email. Hold it's up. in the private it, it's in the private chat private chat is there See, another credit story there jeremy in the minute in the meantime or oh, our private story. trap or uh chat or on, our, our, on stream yard there's a tab that says private chat oh jesus christ now you're doing fancy stuff <laughs> yeah you know it's technology scott you gotta be good at it but okay yeah, actually I this, this wasn't okay here i'm gonna send you just a bunch of all right well while you do that let's do the next red Let's yeah. do the next red story. We're waiting for guests for some guests to pop up. So this one's called The Walking Dead. And I guarantee you it's not gonna be anywhere near as good as the show. But I'm a psychiatric nurse. And early in my career, I worked at a residential mental health facility. One of our residents was an elective mute, which means that he didn't wouldn't couldn't talk, but there were no medical reasons as to why. He had spoken earlier in his life and in fact seemed quite normal back then, with the exception of being close to seven feet tall. He was raised in the deep south and joined the military when he was 19, but one night he vanished. He was decla declared AWOL, and eventually he was declared missing and dead. Ten years later, a seven-foot-tall man walked into a VA hospital emergency room in part of the Midwest and said to the receptionist, My name is so-and-so, and I've been dead for ten years. Those were the last words he ever spoke. He was covered with dust, and he was wearing the same clothes he'd been wearing, reported to be wearing the night he vanished. His social security number had not been used, and he had no identification on his person. However, they were not able to identify him, I guess, via fingerprints. The family was notified, but they said they already grieved their lost man and that whoever was claiming to be him was simply could not be. They demand not to be contacted again. Marion paced all day, every day, moving his mouth like talking or muttering, but no sound came out. He had an unnerving habit of throwing his head back with his mouth wide open as if he were laughing heartily, but not even a breath could be heard. If I talked to him, he appeared to listen, periodically throwing his head back in that laughter, mimicking a way of his. Various medications were tried, but they did not affect him either positively or negatively. Occupational therapy did nothing because he would just grin, and unless told to stay put, he'd get up and start pacing again. On the last day of, at that job, the last thing I saw was Marion pacing in the parking lot, throwing his head back to laugh. Later, I wondered if all along I'd been dealing with a ghost. All these year, years later, I still don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to think of that. I mean, if it was a ghost and everyone was interacting with him, though. Well, I mean, it's from her side. So what if she? What if this one nurse was the only person interacting with him, and everybody else just played along with her, like she, like they knew she was talking about? Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people do crazier shit, so who knows? But. I don't know. It's creepy. It's, I feel like jails and like institutions like that, they have a, a creepy factor to them. 
to begin with. And they're, you know, often haunted, as we've learned from so many paranormal investigators. That's some of the biggest places you can go to. So I feel right. like your imagination would be <laughs> ready to believe anything in there too, right? Like it's just a creepy feeling. I think the bigger question, I think Scott will agree with me on this, is where the hell was he for a decade? Like if he was a prisoner of war or something, like the government would have known. Like, did he get abducted for 10 years or something? What do you think, Captain? What do you think, Malachi? Sorry, I didn't hear the story. I was grabbing my hard drive. <laughs> I'm sending you a funny one. Um, and then I'm going to look oh, for the real one that everybody liked. Well, Mike likes that story. He says it's creepy. Scott, you'll have to watch him replay. <laughs> I will, buddy. Okay, you guys can still see me and hear me, even though I'm way yes, over here. Yes, we can. Okay. Well, cool. All right. Well, I'm making I'm making sure Scott's email didn't go to spam. No, no, no I, I, it's still loading. It's oh. right about set. This is podcasting, folks. Mm. Error. I guess I can't send you that one. What the fuck? Well, I spent some time when I was doing oh, some hold up. in I this old it. institution, and it's been closed down. But it's like this big, creepy old building, and I I was writing um, about an institution like that. So they let me come in. This kind of a museum now, and I was sitting in this room with all these artifacts, and there was lobotomy tools like right behind me. It was pretty creepy, actually. Well, you know how you could tell if a ghost is Canadian? Scott, yeah, any clue? Says, hey. You may as well get it out of your system now. <laughs> so. I don't think this one's been said yet. Okay, finally, I sent it. Um, all right, so the way you can tell a ghost is Canadian is if the top half of their head is just completely hanging to the side. And then when they go to talk, it, the top half of their, half their head is like moving up and down a little bit. South Park joke. Yep. Yeah. Okay, I sent it. I got it. Hey, who the he who's uh picking the next topic so I don't fuck up another one? The next topic we're doing a bracket next week, so yeah, isn't it? I got oh, yeah, it's Halloween. Halloween, we we have to be in costume. Are you? I'm, I'm going to be in costume, but you guys have to get some guests on because I think my guests are getting kind of tired of coming on all the time. I've, I've never seen any of your guests repeat come on. So who are you talking about? Uh, Brandy, Cherry. Yeah, they come I, on. I, I, I think, think they love it. They love it, though. I mean, Cherry especially. What was the last guest you had on? I get, like, random people I barely even know on here all the time. I like to get people I somewhat know, Scott. Well, sometimes uh, you can't find enough people. I'll start asking ahead of time this time, but... And Mike, Mike's asking, Deborah, no creepy house stories? Creepy house story? Well, I don't know. I got to think. I mean, I have oh, lots of ghost encounters, but mm. I have creepy, like, as a realtor, creepy real life people being in their house and seeing things that are pretty freaking creepy. <laughs> yeah, those people are scary too, right? That's, how, that's even worse, what, actually. <laughs> what's the scariest experience you've had being alone with somebody you're showing a house? I had, I well, I don't want to, I had one experience um, where I had my, 
assistant with me and it was an unscheduled stop and it was you couldn't see the car like we were in a different town this little town and we were at a property inspection and then somebody just asked if I could come do kind of an evaluation come over and it was a gorgeous like three-story Victorian house so I was really excited and so nobody knew we were there we just went there on a whim and it was kind of dusk and where you it's at the very edge of town so when you pull in your car nobody even sees a car there and as soon as we got in the house, there was a gun across this chair. As we were walking in there, there was weapons all over the house. The guy <laughs> was really strange. My assistant was so scared. She was taking my business cards and like tucking them everywhere. And we didn't want to stand close together because it really felt like you could get grabbed. <laughs> like it was very scary guys. Anyways, um, did the tour, got out of there. We had heard, you know, I've heard since then that he does spend time in, in institutions and um, he, there's bullet holes in the walls. He had <laughs> shot at people. Like it was a very dangerous situation. That was very scary. That <laughs> was hands down very, very scary. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh my gosh. Real life horror is always, always so much more scarier than. Uh, I'll take a ghost any day. Paranormal. Any day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I don't Scott, know if I'd agree, dude. You ready for your, you ready for your video, Scott? Yeah. Go for it. All right, let's do it. We did this interview last year. This is my son's favorite. He records for me. Right. It's his favorite right. fucking video. Hold on. Well, I got to figure out why this isn't playing now. It's on Jeremy now, folks. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know why yours isn't. They always usually play without. Oh, that. All right, I can do it this way. That works. It works. Oh, spear, right? In oh, my attic, funny. metal sphere, it was glowing. I was like, first of all, I was running from police. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, and I jump up in the attic. What I want. And I lay there in all this freaking, I'm laying there in this pink stuff. Right, I'm laying there. <laughs> and I look up, right, and I'm like, <gasps> and I can hear him down there, and I'm like, 20, 20, 20 breath exercise. Right, calm down. I seen this metal sphere, all right, no shit, come up. And it just started spinning there. It was like almost holographic like. And it had this red beam all of a sudden. I was like, what the heck? And I laid there. I was like, I was like, I breathed. And I said, thunder and lightning, thunder and lightning, thunder and lightning. Next thing you know, it started storming, right? And it started storming. I came outside after the cops left. Outside, and there was a big halo above the house, right? The big clouds. And it was thundering and it was storming. And I'll never forget that. Later on that evening, like four hours later, I was in the house alone, right? Went dad cool off after calling the cops on me. And next thing you know, I seen like this. It was like particles coming together, right? Holographic, like the Egyptian hieroglyphs. Like I seen, what is that freaking half lion, half dragon thinking? In my living room, back and forth, back and forth. Next thing you know, my hairs on my arm started to raise. And, and I looked down and I'm like, heard this voice it says you will become the leader of the dark web if you hold your composure <laughs> like i'm like what the hell all right and i'm holding my composure and like next thing you know look like spiders crawling on my arms like I'm like i gotta take a dump i can be the leader <laughs> left right i came back i guess i'm not the leader of the dark web but i did see a metal sphere so this dude, this when I was out there doing the interviews, I was asking people what their like main use for the internet was, and he was like, "The hub." <laughs> like this dude was fucking hilarious. I got another. Uh, he, 
It sounds like he hangs out with the Mormons that do the illegal stuff, but yeah. Well, if you uh, eat at the Cheesecake Factory, that's who's cooking your food. So remember, when you're paying those overpriced prices, you might hey. get a little uh, fight club in your food there. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Sean said he was uh, loading up about five minutes ago. Is he backstage? Nope. No one's backstage but us, buddy. Okay, let me know when you're in, and well, I'll send you the lady who talks to ghosts. Oh, videos. Uh, wait a minute. Sean, Sean is connecting right now. Cool. I'm going to send you that video just in case we, our other guests, Blake, or can't join. Well, we'll bet on that. But uh looks like Sean's having some trouble with his uh, technology getting on from what I see. But all right, well, here we go. Mike says... Here's his creepy house story. He went to look. He went to look at a house that was for sale. He walked in. There was a guy sitting on the couch. Next to him was what looked like a person sitting upright, but fully covered in a sheet except for his socks sticking out at floor level. I was stunned for a moment. I looked at the exposed socks, but they were not covering feet. The socks were obviously just stuffed. It was so weird. <laughs> That's just another day at the office for me. <laughs> I mean, okay, Deborah, how many times have you walked into houses that you're trying to sell and then caught like a teenage couple doing it or something? I see. I've never caught anyone act like in the act. I've, uh, I was at a property inspection one time and it was, a, it's really weird because it's a crawl space one. So like the furnace is sideways, like it's crawl, like you're crouched down and it's just dirty and whatever. So we're all in there. And then the property inspector just kind of makes a joke and he's like, yeah, he's like, and, you know, take a look over that. And there's like a pipe running along the top and there's handcuffs and some women's underwear down there. And I'm telling you, you couldn't even stand up straight in it. And it was like a dirty crawl space hole. Like no woman even rolled, like nobody's going there. <laughs> we were like, almost, what? Almost, <laughs> almost people. Well, no, it was a lived in house. It was. Well, I, hey, I've heard plenty house. of story. I've heard plenty of stories on the Snot Meat podcast of homeless people living in houses and for years before people find out about it, like living in crawl spaces or like little yeah, side rooms. Like, why is there handcuffs there? I don't know. It was, it was, uh, Scott, I think Sean's having issues. He's backed out of the studio. So, where this is tech is not your friend, folks. It's not our friend. Yeah. I, I can't figure out what the common core is because StreamYard doesn't work for s s people lately. I've had some issues lately with people trying to get on StreamYard, and it's like, I don't get the disconnect. I, I never had an issue with it in my life. Hey, Nikki. Thank you for watching. But, all right. Well, we'll do another Red Story. We're waiting for Scott's guest to show up, actually. My watch was too broken. But this one is called The Unrest Stop. I was driving across the country with my mom and sister when I was 16 and my sister was 20. It was late, but we were well-rested well still and alert. We were driving along an interstate and needed a gas and bathroom break, so we stopped at the only rest stop in 200 miles. There was a van full of teenagers on a road trip at the gas station as well as a small gray car parked at the pump in front of us with two young men still standing outside of it. When we got there, everything felt wrong. We'd been on the road for days and seen many rest stops at night and had never been afraid until then. My mom and sister went inside, and I stayed in the car. I heard the teenagers say they were creeped out and couldn't get the pump to work, and they left in a hurry. 
I was watching the car in front of us, and the two men had not moved at all, not an inch. They weren't talking. They weren't on phones. They were just standing there still as stone. My mom, my sister and mom came running back out to the car, and when they got in, the two men slowly turned to look at us while not moving or pivoting the rest of their bodies. And I swear to fucking shit, we all saw the same thing. They had eyes, dark as pitch and empty, truly empty, not black, not reflecting any light at all, just a void. We sped out of there and didn't stop until we were in the next city. The worst thing about the entire experience... We couldn't find the place on any map. We knew exactly which spot in the interstate to look, and we couldn't find it on Google Maps or any paper map we had. We even asked locals about the creepy gas station out in that stretch of road and only got, got only confused looks. We traveled on that in, interstate since, and there is no rest stop. That's pretty creepy. I feel like that's a time slip. That's a you're slipping into another dimension for a few seconds and that's just one of those things like i've heard stories before like that where this guy turned down a one street and all of a sudden he started seeing cars with like square wheels and stuff like that and like a car that didn't even exist in our world and then like he never saw it again but it's us it's a glitch in the matrix that's what they call it it's a glitch in the matrix like everything changes for a minute and it's creepy and then it goes back but why do like they have the, black eyes? Is it like entities in another, or is it? Well, maybe this is where black-eyed kids come from, Deborah. That's what I was gonna say. That's what it sounds like to me. There, but there was it was adults or whatever. But um, I mean, if there's, if there's black-eyed kids, there's gonna be black-eyed adults somewhere. I mean, I think these black-eyed kids become. <laughs> can you can you do Streamyard hey. on a phone? Yes, you can. Okay, yeah, because Sean's saying he can't detect Mike or anything either. You have to go to settings on your computer and on StreamYard to make sure your audio settings oh are all God. the same. Michael, he left but, you a baby bottle with a bullet inside? Okay, I sent... As a warning? Yeah, that's pretty psychotic, Mike. I uh, I don't know. I got a lot of ghost stories. The ones I wanted, it looks like I deleted all the pre-clipped videos. So I'm just going to send you shit to fill it up with if, like... That sounds that sounds hard. Oh, here we go. Okay. Is, is Sean on? Uh no, but I got your next video. Oh. Reddit I like, I look... videos and Sean on. That's what we need. Knock on wood, everybody watching. Yes. Mike says that, that neighbor was a creep. I didn't know you lived next to Scott, Mike. But jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, our next guest should be coming on. Sean should have been on uh, 10 minutes ago. Uh, let me find our next guest. Oop, that's text message. Go get the messenger. Okay, yeah, we got a guest coming. Let Sean and the other guest on. We'll just keep them on if they both work. All right, we'll see. They're Common, but maybe I don't know. I don't see anybody on yet. I'm waiting for your video to download so I can show it. Oh, there we yeah, go. Got it. We should have two people coming on right now. Well, uh, neither are on yet, so let's show this video while we wait. And this the name of this sounds promising. Couple, Do you have your Ethernet? Like on? I always will, like wake up in the middle of the night, and there's like, like a. What'd you say, Scott? Do you have like an Ethernet plugged in? Could it be your internet that's like? No, I got because we're on. I got I got I got full bars of Wi-Fi, and it's I'm sitting literally 
five feet away from my router. So yeah, Deborah and I are both on. It's just fucking weird that some people will see if the third uh, people can't. I, I mean, the, I think it's if you live in like really remote places. Places. Well, that's even, that's what the first dude said, but like Sean and Preston record every fucking week. I mean, but Mike Mike says too that Streamyard works fine. He never had an issue. His audio issues are the amount of background noise. Yeah, I don't. But, I don't fucking know. Well, let's watch this video that I love the name of Scott, and I want to hear what she has to say. I think I've had a couple. Like I always will, like wake up in the middle of the night, and there's like like a black figure. Like either in my doorway or like one time I like in the middle of my sleep I started like petting it because it was like on the side of my bed like I wasn't scared and I was like oh it just like I like felt calm and I was like it just like seemed nice (laughs) but I always hear like knocking on the door at our house and stuff and I don't don't know I think I have even though I don't technically believe in it but yeah Yeah, (laughs) like I said I don't I'm just sending you random shit at this point, dude. Well, okay. Emmett said he's coming in now. Scott's getting very excited about men coming in, just saying. But <laughs> I'm going to get you another random. I've only done okay. like, I don't know, five ghost stories. Find a- All right. Well, I got another ghost story while we do that. Sweet. Look for him. I'll keep an eye out for him, but he'll be able to hear us if he's in the background anyway. Until I, but it, it this is called "It Came for Us in the Graveyard." We were driving my friend's really old, beat-up Subaru through a massive graveyard. We stopped and walked down a hill and came across a low pond. There was someone sitting on a rock on the other side of the pond. The figure was all black, and we couldn't make out any features other than the fact that it looked like a man who was wearing some old-style top hat. We stupidly waved and shouted hi. He didn't show any acknowledgement or and continued sitting still on the rock. All of a sudden, he jumped to his feet, started running to us on the water, and then vanished in thin water about halfway in the pond. My friends and I screamed and ran back to the car. The car wouldn't start, and we heard something banging on the back of the car. It, was a, it wasn't a constant bang, but every few seconds or so, we'd hear it. Nobody was outside from what we could see in the dark, but something was making a noise on the car. I opened my phone and started dialing my mom to come give us a boost, but I had no service. None of us had any cell service. The next 30 minutes were spent trying to get, the he- get her car started. No banging was heard afterwards, but we felt this heavy pressure around us. Finally, the car started, and she hit the pedal to the metal. We sped out of the graveyard so fast, immediately crossing the gates. All our phones regained cell service. One thing I know for certain is that someone or something was out there, and it was not an animal or human. That's kind of creepy. It's pretty creepy, yep. And Mike says about your last video, Scott, night terror, sleep paralysis, terrifying. Yeah. I mean, if you want to pet a shower demon. But Yeah, I've done a couple videos on sleep paralysis. Hey, just just making sure, Scott, you're sending out the StreamYard link to join, not the Facebook link to watch the video, right? Yeah, no, I sent them all the... Okay. I'm making sure. Making sure. I mean, <laughs> Let me see what's going on with Sean. Is Emmett not in? If he was in, he'd be on the screen right now. Okay. I haven't Emmett seen anybody else come up. Him. I'm going to text Sean. Mm. You close? Actually. Oh, actually, here's a good ghost story. Hmm. Huh. I'm trying to think. 
of any ghost stories I could tell, really. Have you ever had creepy experiences in the in a graveyard? Um, creepy, no. Fun teenager experiences, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like going to the graveyard. Oh, Sean's here. And he got on this time without issue. Yay. Uh, can you guys hear me? Absolutely. Loud and clear, buddy. Oh, fantastic. Okay, so apparently on my Mac, I cannot access this website. Uh, I tried a couple different browsers, and everything's just coming up with it saying that it's not going to let me use my mic. For whatever reason, it well, just can't connect. So, Like 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 StreamYard's like me. It says fuck Apple. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, modern problems require modern solutions, so I'm using my Xbox Live headset on my iPhone on my back porch. Damn, oh, dude, you <laughs> fucking made it happen. Thank you. I'm, Everybody's I'm had yeah. problems tonight. It's wild, man. It's wild. Well, well, what's up, guys? How's everybody doing? Good. And our 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 co-host from the other side of the Atlantic says, hey, my, hey, Sean. Oh, very cool. Very cool. What's up, man? So, yeah, you guys have a fourth uh, a fourth host now, huh? You're going to meet him for yeah. Christmas. Oh, I'm gonna nice. I'm gonna shut your fucking uh, shut your mushroom theory down, dude. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Scott, I'll let you. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, wait a minute. Did he drop off? Uh, yeah, um, you like jumped someone else in. Well, no, here we're gonna listen to Sean Andrew, tell us a ghost Andrew, story. Andrew was here, but Sean tells a ghost story while I uh, go smoke a ciggy. <laughs> I, I sure, don't sure. know who Andrew is, dude. Well, okay. Well, come uh, back in and share an experience. Come back. Yeah, it was, <laughs> oh, yeah if they show said, up, just ask him if they have a ghost story. That's it. There his we go. His, his name said Andrew's Giant, so I don't know. Huh. Interesting. Uh, this is a but, this is a great show tonight. Yes. Okay, well, John, what do you have? Because I know you have a few good stories. Yeah, share. so I know last time I was on with Preston, uh, I talked about an, an alien encounter at my grandma's house. So I got two. If we have time, I'll share two. But let me just go with the short one first. So my mom and dad were in a car wreck. And spoiler alert, they survived. It's not about ghost parents. But as part of mom's therapy afterwards, um, her doctor said to get a hot tub. So from fifth grade up until after I got married, we had a hot tub in the backyard. and It was fantastic. And I would sit out in the hot tub and you're supposed to stay in there for 20 minutes, no longer. And I'd stay out there for, you know, hours on end because it's a hot tub. And I would be notoriously so comfortable that I would fall asleep, just kind of floating on my back, arms and legs, just kind of out, you know, drifting. And so my mom would periodically check on me and always, you know, holler at me from the screen door, you know, wake up, don't fall asleep out there. So one time specifically when I was sitting out in the hot tub, I was kind of propped up on my elbows, floating on my stomach, trying to stay awake. And in front of me, about six feet in front of me, is the screen door. Now, to kind of preface the way our house was set up quickly, behind that screen door is a landing on a staircase. You can either go straight down the stairs to the basement, or you can go left and go into the laundry room. So I'm laying there in the hot tub, half asleep, and I kind of wake up, and I look forward. And through the fog of the hot tub, I see a little boy maybe 11, 13 years old, somewhere in there, um, staring at me through the other side of the screen door. And the screen door, I couldn't see anything from like their shoulders down because it was just, you know, solid metal. But through the window, I could see this translucent little boy just staring at me. 
And I mean, I'm in 102 degree water and it's just ice cold in my veins. And I'm staring at it for minutes. And finally, I kind of think, okay, no, it's just my reflection. So I kind of like, you know, move my head around a little bit and bob up and down. And this little boy is just staring at me. And he's just kind of moving his head, but he's not bobbing up and down with me. And so, again, I'm just completely freaked out. I have no idea what's going on. So shortly after that, my mom kicks on the laundry room light. And I see her through another window walking towards the uh, hot tub area. I see her turn, cut down the little hallway. And as soon as she cuts down the hallway, I'm like, okay, she's got to see this thing. She's got to see it. And then poof, it just dissipates. She opens up the screen door. She's like, hey, are you doing okay? And I'm just like, yep, I'm coming in now. So like, jump out of the hot tub, put the lid back on it, fasten the straps. And I never say a word to my mom for, I mean, 10, 15 years. But one day I brought it up to her. Um, oh, a couple years ago, and I told her about it, and she got kind of teary-eyed, and she's like, yeah, that was your Uncle Audie. And I described how he looked, and the haircut style was really ambiguous, kind of like you'd see like in the 1970s. It's kind of a short, round bob that boys would wear, but girls could wear it as well. So my mom had two younger siblings, Audie and Darla, and they were at El Dorado Lake here in Kansas one night, or one afternoon, and unfortunately... Darla fell overboard off the boat. And so Audie jumped in after Darla, and they both drowned at El Dorado Lake. And so my mom fully believes that, just based on the description that I gave her, that that was her little brother, Audie, watching me in the hot tub because he knew I would fall asleep. That's kind of one of those little guardian angel kind of ghost scenarios where I was in the water, and uh, yeah, he would uh, watch me from occasion, you know, from time to time. Oh, that's really that's kind of sweet in a you know right <laughs> right did right. your mom have any sense of him as she walked by or she just didn't no for you she never saw anything i asked her yeah. you know if she ever remembers seeing any little boys because our house growing up was notoriously haunted you know it wasn't too uncommon for us to hear and see weird things but mm -hmm. no she never had any real you know inclination that he was there unfortunately but yeah she fully believes that's what it was oh like one of your guides maybe yeah that's what i'm thinking that's what i'm thinking so if you have time we'll share a, another one that's a little bit longer yeah. oh we got tons of time Did <laughs> you get into your sleep paralysis you're the only right one right like come on oh sleep. no and you know what and preston wanted to jump on too but he and jeffrey are on their uh, one year anniversary road trip in texas right now so unfortunately he couldn't jump on but uh, he's well, got some more I wanted to ask you, because like I, I listened to your 13 Nightmares podcast, another mm -hmm. podcast that Sean does. Um, <laughs> like you guys couldn't download it off of the YouTube live or the you guys are doing it on like kick and a bunch of places. Yeah. Right? So we we still record via discord and we each record our audio and I slap it together and I cut out all the flubs and all the bad jokes and things that are overtly offensive. But you can watch live on YouTube, and Preston does all the video stuff. But for whatever reason, that last episode, um, halfway through the first story, like I just lost all connection. So uh, as opposed to throwing down you know, a quarter of an episode, I'm going to tighten up the story a bit, because on that one episode, I was reading like mental floss. And I mean, hats off to their creative writers, but like that's too much word salad for a podcast. <laughs> and there's only so many puns that I can really stand before I get really irritated. So we're just going to scrap it. I threw up an old episode of 13 Nightmares just to kind of tide folks over because I really hate not having content. But um, 
yeah, we'll get back to it next week. Yeah, no, 300. Deborah, you've got to write in a, uh, a fucking ghost story. Throw in one of ours. I, I do write stories based on our podcast, actually, little shorts. So, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we're we're uh, we're gonna record episode two ninety nine next Friday. It'll drop on Saturday, and then the following Sunday, the Sunday right before Halloween, we're gonna do a live stream on the YouTube around five p.m. That way, we have a couple hours where we can get on there. People can watch earlier, and uh, we're gonna share listener stories and do some ask us anything stuff. And that'll be our big three hundred. So that'll so be pretty four, exciting stuff. Four p.m. our time. I'm gonna jump on. Awesome! Hell yeah! We yeah, will be uh, recording. Cool. Definitely, man. But um, so the other story I've got here is uh, a little longer, not not terribly long. But my wife and I, we got married back in 2006 and we lived in this apartment. It's the first place we had together. Um, apartment 112 in El Dorado at the River Walk Apartments. And we lived there for two years and nothing eventful ever happened. Our third year living there, this couple moved in below us. Their names were Jessica and Garrett. My wife and I were probably about 22 or 23 at the time. Jessica and Garrett were like 19. They were going to the community college. And the odd thing was Jessica was Garrett's aunt. So somebody was a little surprised, baby. But anyway, they partied all the time, um, trying to impress football players and stuff at Butler. And one night, Shayla and I are going down our stairs. We were in the upstairs apartment, second floor, and our, our doors were perpendicular to each other. And we were walking down the stairs, open up the door. We're going to walk to the movie theater to see some movie. And their door flies open, and Jessica just runs us over, just screaming, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And we're like, hey, what's going on? Are you okay? And we look in their apartment, and there's a bunch of candles all over the floor and empty beer cans and a Ouija board. And um, she's like, oh, my God, this shit's real. This shit's real. Oh, my God, you guys got to come in here. And as some of you guys know, that's one of my scruples. Like, I just I will not mess with a Ouija board. And we're like, oh, no, it's cool. We got movie tickets. Uh, we can't tonight. And we scuttle off. Shortly after that, my wife and I go karaoke with some friends. And we get home. And I'm all jacked up on Jaeger bombs. So, you know, a mixture of alcohol and energy drinks. So my sleeping that night's real spotty. And I wake up at like 3 in the morning. And I hear the closet door in the bedroom. It's one of those door handles. It's like a latch that you got to like pull down and then pull open. And I hear this thing getting hit and like you can hear something hit it and it kind of jiggles up and down and stops. And I'm still, you know, buzzed and I'm just yelling at my cats because at the time we had two cats. And I'm like, just leave it alone. It's going to bed. So finally I sit up, put my glasses on. and I'm just like, well, you two just knock it off. And through the moonlight, just like in a horror movie, they're both sitting at the foot of the bed watching this handle on its own just jiggle up and down. Finally, the handle slams down and the door to the closet slowly opens up. And then the pull chain that has the light pulls down, and the closet light comes on, and I pass out out of sheer terror and Jaeger bombs. And I wake up the next morning, and my glasses are all disheveled on my face. I'm just like, oh, man, I must have been way too drunk last night. And I sit up, and both cats are still on the foot of the bed staring into the open door of the closet. After that, periodically, like, I would work at the deli at the um, – local walmart i had to be up at five in the morning so i'd get up get a quick shower closet doors shut lights turned off i get a shower come back in the bedroom closet doors open lights on uh my wife would call me sometimes in the mornings when she would get up to go to work and i'd you know run to the back of the deli and i'd answer the phone and there were times we'd be on the phone and i could just hear that handle slam down the door open and she'd be like yep door just opened 
and it became so normal. It's just one of those things like, okay, yeah, there's a ghost in the closet, whatever. So another thing that happened in this apartment was shortly after the closet door shit started happening, down the hallway from our bedroom was the main bathroom and also another door that led to the spare room, which we used as an office. And so the bathroom door and the spare room doors are perpendicular to each other as well. I'm just getting out of the shower. I grab my towel. I bend down, dry my hair, and I stand up. And both cats just tear ass out of the spare room. And I have enough time to say, what the? And I see a man dressed in like 1930s, 1940s bowler hat, suit and tie garb. Take two steps out of the spare room. He stops right in front of this War of the Worlds poster. I can see right through him. He takes his bowler hat off. And then like smoke just fades away. And just, again, scared the piss out of me. Uh, One night... One afternoon, sorry, my buddy Tony and I, stone cold sober, don't do any drugs, we're playing Xbox, and this is back when like your Xbox controllers had cords, kids, um, and we're playing <laughs> Xbox, and both cats are asleep on the couch next to us, no cords are draped across the coffee table, and we have these two wrought iron tripod candle holders with big thick lead glass uh, cups that hold the candles. And these things were like eight inches tall, uh, at least a quarter inch thick glass. And we just happened to both glance over because you could see this candle holder slide across this table. And it slid for a good six, seven inches. And as it's sliding, it's also rotating on the table. It gets to the very edge. The candle holder falls off. And the cup explodes like bomb shrapnel. This glass goes everywhere. And, I mean, we checked. The cords are under the table. The cats aren't anywhere near it. The pizza box is a good, like, foot away from it. We have no idea what caused it, but whatever it was pushed it so hard, it actually had three scratches in the actual tabletop. And just little weird stuff like that would go on from time to time. And then the last thing that really happened before we went down and asked management, like, what gives with this apartment was another early morning. I'm getting ready for work. I'm walking down the stairs, and as I'm walking down these carpeted stairs, I just hear someone say, have a good day, Sean. And I was like, thanks, babe. And then I can also hear my wife asleep, you know, snoring. (laughs) And so then I kind of like stutter step, and I say, wait, what? And I hear, I mean, just like a horror movie, several disembodied voices, have a good day, Sean. (laughs) And I tear ass down the stairs, shut the apartment door, and go to work and didn't bother telling my wife to like that night. So whatever was in the apartment, God love me, I left it alone with my wife. (laughs) But um, sounds like my wife, like when uh, we got off the road and we were living at my wife's house, it uh sounds like that haunted. Yeah. Like where a skeptic would believe. And I mean, and I I love that stuff. Even back then, I believe in it full heartedly. But like in the moment, Hmm. you kind of lose your badassery. And you kind of just scooby-doo yourself out of the situation. And did you find uh, what the backstory from the landlord? Was there a story? So one more little thing that happened first was my wife was in the spare room, and I had a drafting table and a computer desk. And she's sitting one day on the computer, and my drafting table had basically like a computer chair, but it was a lot higher. And both cats are asleep behind her on the carpet. And she said she caught like a movement out of the corner of her eye, and she turns her head and looks. And she said this computer draft uh, chair slowly rotated from facing the table to facing her and then stopped. Like so a after draft table, like one yeah, of the yeah. old 
white one? Like four kind foot? of, yeah. Like a, the workboard was like shit. two foot by like three foot. It was a big ass drawing table. So that happened to my wife. And then with all this stuff culminating, we finally go down to answer your question, Deborah. We finally go down to the office and we talk to the property manager. And like we're cool with her. She likes us. We're really friendly. And I was like, hey, you know, can we shut the door and just kind of, you know, have a minute of your time? And we just unload everything that's happened. And I preface it by saying, you know, we don't drink heavily. We don't do any drugs. We're both pretty sober people for the most part, besides, you know, party now and then. But here's everything that just happened. And the entire time, she's just wide-eyed, just staring at us. And she's like, all right, well, I can, I can drop the paperwork. We'll get you guys moved into a new apartment. And we said, no, like, we don't want to move. Nothing is malicious. It's just kind of unsettling once in a while. And she's like, well, no one's died in your apartment directly, but the building behind you, um, there was one suicide, and there was also an older um, tenant who had passed away as well. But nobody in the building that we knew of, that she knew of in the last 15 years had died. We can't figure out what it was. But also, every night, again, after the Ouija board bullshit, every night at like 10, 1030, you could smell really heavy like cigar smoke. And there were times when no one lived beside us. The lady who lived catty corner from us downstairs didn't smoke. And Garrett and Jessica never smoked. We asked them. They don't smoke. None of their friends smoke, you know, outside, any of that kind of stuff. But, I mean, for the last year that we lived there, you could just smell cigar smoke for about half an hour. And it never stained in any, anything. It never lingered afterwards. Like, you would just smell it, and around 11 o'clock, it just went away. No proof of it, no nothing. It would come up through, like, the... Uh, the sink you could smell it like just coming through the walls it was just like someone is just you know huffing right next to you on the other side of the wall it was bizarre that's pretty good haunting though that's, that's yeah <laughs> and our, our cats would always like look at the closet that was in the living room and they would just stare at it so intently to the point where you could say their names and like instead of turning their head like one ear would just turn and then slowly turn <laughs> oh, back. That's cool. And then you watch that. Yeah. And then like they'd look up slowly at the ceiling and then they'd always drift over and look at the corner of the room above the stairway, which was just so bizarre. Cause I mean, like whatever it was, clearly it's not standing because there was just steps below it. So super and, wicked, super wild. And Sean's got a question for you. He says, have you ever tried using an SLS camera? I an mean, Mike's not Sean. Mike. An SLS <laughs> camera. No, I, I haven't really used any gear. Um, Preston, my co-host, has some stuff that we've used before, but never any cameras, mostly like ghost boxes and stuff like that. All right. Uh, I mean, cameras are becoming the new thing. I had a guy in my yeah. show, a couple people in my show that have talked about like using them in investigations, and apparently it's the newest thing, but it's, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I do have an old... Uh, xbox connect camera in my spare room i might dig out one of these Ooh, days paranormal if, activity shit. yeah see if i can get a dancing stick man on camera but um no we haven't used any cameras stuff like that but um the funny epilogue to that that apartment haunting is after about three years of living there we finally got a rental house and i remember we were so comfortable with this thing whatever it was or whatever they were like it never really truly scared us it was more just kind of like you know kind of off-putting some nights I remember the day we moved out, going back in for one last look, and it was right around, it was June, June 30th, and it was right around the time the sun's going down, so right around 8.30, 9 o'clock, and I remember going in this apartment like a child, running up the stairs, because we had the electricity shut off earlier that day, 
I run into the kitchen to grab like the last couple tools I had. And I remember turning around just being just terrified to leave because you could just feel like it just felt like thousands of eyeballs just staring at me the entire time I'm walking back through the apartment. And I, uh, I delivered pizzas part time just for extra cash because, again, I worked mornings. My wife worked nights at the salon and I would get a pizza delivery out there to the apartments every once in a while. And one night I get a delivery to apartment 112 and we've been gone for about a year, year and a half. And this, you know, college age chick answers the door and I'm like, hey, here's your pizza, blah, blah, blah. And I said, this is going to be super weird. And I promise I'm not like some kind of stalker, but have you ever had anything strange or paranormal or like a ghost in this apartment? And she just stares at me, blinks a few times, and she just goes, no. Boom! And slams the door in my face. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, she lived there for the duration of the time that we had moved out to that night, and she never had anything happen. So I don't know what it was, but it was super, super bizarre. Well, definitely something there. That's, That's some pretty decent activity. Yeah, yeah. I thought about next time I'm in town popping over, but I mean, is it going to be kind of weird for just some 30-something bearded guy just to knock on your door and be like, hey, you guys got any ghosts? Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> right? But yeah, Jessica and Garrett never had anything happen either um, in their apartment because I would ask them from time to time. But yeah, nothing happened until they started using that Ouija board. Yeah. Yeah, fuck Ouija board. I got to do yeah. one with Michael for the One Chip Challenge. We're going to be in Florida Everglades. <laughs> and- uh-huh. <laughs> You weren't able. I got st- fucking sending yours. I just got paid, so nice, man. Hell yeah. We're uh, we're doing. What are we doing with that? We doing, I don't know. Like, everybody on, like Preston on, and if if and we, we could, that'd be a lot of fun. Us live? I'm trying to what track one down to get for Preston too. Um, the problem is, Deborah I... said she wouldn't do it anymore, and then uh, fucking Jeremy never wanted to do it in the first place. It's it's something else, man. Uh, my buddy Mitchell and I did that Hot Ones Wing Challenge back in January, and we bought the full kit, all ten hot wing sauces. Are you guys familiar with that show? Have y'all watched Hot Ones? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that was a lot of fun, and I say fun in kind of a sadomasochistic way because. <laughs> Once you get to the bomb, which I think is number seven or eight, there's no reason that's not number 10. It hands down is the hottest bottle of sauce. And it's not even hot. It's like just like bottled hate, just hate and anguish. And uh, it's brutal. And then the last two, nine and 10, aren't really that bad. And it is possible that your taste buds are just, you know, scorched earth by that time and you don't notice it. But have you ever done the one chip challenge? Yeah, um, we did it back during COVID. Um, okay. We did it. Um, my we, my wife did not do it, uh, but I did it, and my buddy Eric and my friend Patty, we all did it over Zoom. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna be a badass here and say that that one we got to minute number six, and by that point, like the heat had kind of pretty much worn down to the point where it was just annoying to stare at people on Zoom for four more minutes, not drinking anything, and like we had beers. So we made it to seven minutes, and then we all agreed, okay, it's no longer hot. Let's go ahead and you know, just drink our beers and just hang out and have fun. But I'm curious to see what this next one is going to be because you guys know um, supposedly a kid died, right? He did die. He that's did die. Now, I'm like, yeah, that's why, that's why I have an extra <laughs> chip. My wife won't let, uh, let my son do it. We've done it every year. The first yeah. year, that shit lasted for like we were just gargling <laughs> milk. 
and mm-hmm. spitting mm-hmm. into a bucket. That shit lasted for like an hour. But last yeah. year's, it was kind of like you said, it lasted for about 20 mm-hmm. minutes. And then I was like, okay, I'm not going to sit here for then it was- <laughs> 40 minutes. Here, I'm going to eat a bunch of jalapenos and then I'm going to drink beer. Yeah. Um, well, Deborah, if you don't want to do yours, we could shoot you some cash if you want to mail it to Preston if you don't want yours. I don't. I didn't. He doesn't have one. I was oh, going to originally okay, give gotcha. them to these guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know I know a local vendor who works for the parent company of Packy. Do you guys know Hershey's bought Packy? They actually own that brand now? That was probably a losing deal. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they bought the Packy or Pocky or whatever. So Taki. I'll check and see with him if he no, has it's, the extra. It's Pocky. Taki and Pocky are different. Oh, they are? Yeah, Pocky's the one that does the one chip challenge. And uh, like the day that kid died, I went to my 7-Eleven dude and he was like, I can sell it to you. Let's not talk about it. Out the back door, like, <laughs> yeah. like may, maybe you bought beef jerky and then you got home and there was a you know a hot chip in the bag. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, pretty much. Like <laughs> I got awesome. one extra. I'm saving. I'm saving. We have three, and I'm saving mm-hmm. my one because my wife won't let my son do it. So I'm gonna yeah. let him sell yeah. that shit in like 20 years when it's like <laughs> the chip that killed someone. Right. As well, bad and I as mean, that sounds. But well, I have an extra. I'm sending you. It's also like um, I'm trying to think of what it was. There was some other thing that killed people, and the ki- if I remember correctly, <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. No, um, the kid had an allergic reaction apparently, and I say that in air quotes. You know, with our tinfoil hats, we all kind of raise eyebrows at that. Apparently, he had an allergic reaction to some of the ingredients. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. Because when we're in the midst of that that hot wing challenge, like it was rough, and it does kind of like rough. just shut it. Yeah, it, it shuts your brain down, and like all you have is a lizard brain that's like just like banging pots and pans around, saying this is danger, this is not good. So I don't. Uh, know. Well, I, mean, I could see you having it, your heart stopping. I don't know. Dude, when, we have some, when I was in, we have some com- I, Scott, Let's get through some comments first before we continue. People are asking a lot. We actually have had a lot. of watchers this whole time so hmm. thank you watchers but nancy says that someone asked her that uh sean like you do when you're learning pizza she'd be like oh my god you know what and so yeah it, hmm. <laughs> and scott that one's for you <laughs> no my wife won't let trip nay 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 i get it i understand the only difference is, is when me and her were in junior high, we were like swallowing pills of corsetin to like fucking robo fry and shit. Now it's like, <laughs> you can't do that. Sounds I, like one of you grew up, Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. And M- Michael says people die from grapes all the time. See? That's true. Yeah, you, you can't give grapes to dogs either because of the skin. So, so that That's means, true. Michael, you're eating a chip? You're talking big words there? That's... Michael, <laughs> yeah, no, Michael is eating the chip with me. We're going to okay. do it with the fucking uh, swamp, goddamn, what, skunk ape. Oh, and man, the Ouija yeah. board in the Everglades when I go visit my parents. Now, the thing, the thing of it is, though, like, the skunk ape is great, but what you want to do 
is you want to go a little deeper into the Everglades and look for the two-egg stump jumper, which basically is the skunk ape, but about three foot tall. Oh. There's a little town or a little county called Two-Egg, and that's what they call it, the two-egg stump jumper. And it's supposed to be another one of those, you know. Hobbits from Florensis or whatever? Yeah, the, yeah, swamp monsters, stinky swamp monsters. But um, that's cool. Well, that's just Florida. That's just Florida. <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah. That's very Florida's true. Florida's the shit. That's why it's on my Christmas tree. <laughs> Loved it. I have Spider Man on my Christmas tree. I, don't know. I got I got Merle when he turned into a zombie and his hands cut off. That's oh, very cool. Of course you do. Of course you do. <laughs> right? My Christmas tree is badass, dude. Scott's also going to have a big plaque on this year that says "Birds aren't real." <laughs> They're not. I used to raise cockatiels. I will beg to differ. We're going duck hunting tomorrow, dude, and those robots taste delicious. What do you do with that thing? You just, like, whack them? No, this is the calls. Call them in. Oh. Right. Well, that's cool, man. You have a rope of duck calls. That's neat. And, and Mike says four is the land of men with no shirts. Oh. And the man with no shirts. Fuck yeah, Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's also that's also half a can. I'm pretty sure, but that's true. Hey, yeah, it's cold up here. Everybody's got the shirts on. Ah, there's still those crazy Canucks. <laughs> we had another you know how, ghost storyteller on here at one point. He he bound he, he just I don't know. He, he looked like he dropped his phone, then he went bye bye. Yeah, I, it looked like there was some glitching or something that was going on. Yeah, I think the Streamyard shit like. Normally, you get everybody on here, don't you? That's wild, man. I have seven people on here at a time most of the time, so I don't know what the hell. Yeah. Now, can you use this website and stream to, like, YouTube and everything else? Yep. Every, every oh, yeah. pretty much, almost every social media thing. I mean, the list is pretty long of places you connect to, and you can connect to other places. It's just not as simple. You have to go more technical with it and actually, like, hook it up. The manually. fourth dude's not coming on either. like he can't hmm. like is it your internet or is it the fucking stream yard shit well apologies it's, to all the people who are trying to get on and, and couldn't right i mean right if they to tell them to try using their phones yeah well if what did can... you do sean yeah you gotta use so... your phone and your xbox heads <laughs> <laughs> they, they, yeah. they can just use their phone and their phone's audio it works fine yeah they can yeah i just i'm so used to wearing a headset now i just i had the dongle i could plug into the bottom of my phone but yeah i i went to safari which is just the stock browser and it said it's not oh, supported yeah. for safari does, safari does not work with Streamyard. you have to use right they recommend they recommend chrome or edge so chrome is like pouring bleach into your eyes on a Mac in most cases. Um, it also recommends um, Firefox. Yeah. Last time I put Chrome on my computer, it almost crashed the entire thing. Because, um, again, Google doesn't play nice with Apple. But yeah. I used, I went to Firefox and loaded it up, and I could get into your guys' chat, but it wouldn't recognize the Yeti mic or my built-in computer camera or even the built-in computer audio either i couldn't just use like the internal uh mic either it wouldn't register anything i went through permissions settings everything and i all but uh resetting my computer which would take like a lot longer than i wanted to do but yeah it, well with safari it doesn't work with it, it won't that's the problem with safari is the devices won't connect mm -hmm. but i mean mm -hmm. with 
with Chrome on a regular Windows computer, it works perfectly fine. That's why I've been using. That's why I've been using for a year and a half on Streamyard. So yeah, you right. get a lot of people on all your shit. I've been because uh, they. I mean, because I mean, but a lot of them just use their phones. Weird. We have a lot like of them, three fucking lot... people that couldn't get on. Like <laughs> one who had trouble. They couldn't all I be mean, Mac users either. That'd be kind of that'd be unique. I think. I mean, they were giant it's... pumpkin growers, so. Maybe that's the thing. Well, we had to manage to get on and then, you know, lost them or whatever, right? Yeah. That just means you got to do another one of these. That's all. We will do, yeah. Well, before you get off, like, one of the scariest things I've ever happened to me was I was actually in this chair. The desk was different, but I had sleep paralysis where I, like, fell asleep in this chair and I was back in Florida in my backyard on my fold-up chair, and I couldn't mm-hmm. move for, like, 20 fucking seconds. Well, that's weird. And I was trying to call my wife. Like, I couldn't move. I was trying to, like, or not 20 seconds, like 20 minutes, it felt like. I was trying to roll my shit out and do all this shit. I was just stuck. But you have had some pretty crazy sleep paralysis. I never saw the demon. But you've seen, mm-hmm. you've had some pretty crazy sleep paralysis shit, right? Yeah, man. So, like, again, I feel like I'm just <laughs> talking to everybody that already knows all this stuff. But yeah, for for listeners and viewers, yeah. So, um, at the second rental house, we had an El Dorado. So two two domiciles after the haunted apartment. Um, my wife had to go out of town for a work trip because she used to be a. Um, they call them educators, but think of it as like a rep for a hair care product company as well as a teacher. And she took this trip. She's going to be gone for a couple of days. And, you know, we said our goodbyes, whatever. And she left. And in our bedroom, you had a door that would either go into the kitchen. Hold on. A big, big truck or something's going by. Um, there was a door that went to the kitchen or a door that went to the bathroom. And we slept with both those doors shut because the cat we had at the time would be notoriously just nocturnal and just destroy everything at night in the bedroom. So Shayla goes to work. She leaves. She's gone. And then all of a sudden, I hear the front door open and shut. And I'm like, oh, she must have forgot something. And I don't hear any footsteps. And this is kind of muffled. And then next thing you know, I hear the door open to the bedroom and then shut. And then I just hear footsteps in the carpet walking around slowly. And I'm laying on my left side, um, staring at the wall by my nightstand. And I slept with a sword I got at a flea market um, by the side of the bed for years. Yeah, 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 right. I mean, something's better than nothing. And this shadow entity demon kind of looked like it was half made out of like TV static, walks over into my view. Because at at this point, mind you, when the bedroom door opened and shut, I'm now frozen, stuck in this like paralysis state, just staring at the wall. And this thing walks over and it's like a full body apparition, you know, and it looks at me kind of quizzically and then it looks back over and then it notices the sword and it picks up the sword and it looks at the sword and it looks over at me and it looks at the sword and the sword looked like just some like little like walking stick. And then you could pull the stick off and it was hiding a sword. And it pulls a sword like halfway out of the sheath and kind of looks at it and then slides it back. And I can hear all the noises of the wood and the metal clinking around. And it lays it down on the carpet back where it was by the bed. And then it walks out of my periphery down to the foot of the bed and then back up behind me 
And then I feel the weight of a body, a person, you know, crawling across the bed and it lays down behind me and I can feel the body, you know, the pressure of the body leaning against mine and it puts its arm around me and kind of spoons me. And then I just pass out. I just either fall back asleep or just pass pass out out of sheer terror. I love how you fall asleep at these moments. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that the way it goes? And then another time, oddly enough, coincidentally connected to my wife going out of town for um, when she used to be this educator for um, this hair care company. I went with her once to Omaha because she's going to be gone for um, a weekend and I had the weekend off. And she was going to be tied up from like seven in the morning until like five at night. And so I meandered around Omaha. I end up going back to the hotel room and I'm like, I'll just take a nap. I'm just going to go to sleep from like two to five. Then I'll get up, get a shower and then go meet her at the, you know, at the casino and land there trying real hard to take a nap. And, uh, I just kind of happened to glance over at the door of the hotel room and in the door frame is, it's a, it's the hat man, you know, for those of us who know what the hat man is, it's kind of guy just wearing kind of a long, you know, not a really a bowler's hat, just kind of a scraggly flat billed cowboy hat. And again, it looks like it's made out of TV static. It's just kind of like just weird kind of coming in and out of focus. But it also sounded like just hundreds of bees and flies were swarming around this thing. And I'm just staring at it. And again, I've gone completely frozen. I'm just paralyzed, laying on my side, staring at this doorway. And then it kind of like takes notice of me and just kind of stares at me and the head kind of turns to the side and then straightens back up. And then it was almost like it didn't walk necessarily towards me in steps, but it kind of like would be there for a second, kind of glitch <laughs> out and then be a little closer. And then it would take a few steps and then glitch out and then all of a sudden reappear closer. And same deal, right as it got up next to me, I could just hear the buzzing sound. And as it's getting closer, it's louder and louder and louder until it's so loud, it's like in your head. And I just remember thinking, like, I I can't take this anymore. This is just what's going on. And next thing you know, like, I wake up and I don't know if it was all a dream. It sure as hell felt real. Like, I was awake. Everything in the room was as it was um, when I was awake. So I don't know. Either I just took, like, a nice little snapshot of the room before I fell asleep or this thing was really in the room. I don't know. But it was super fucking bizarre. Wait a minute. Why would I say succubus? I'm waiting. I'm waiting oh, for you to come on, that one dude. <laughs> because you would have been like, succubus, hell yeah. <laughs> right? That's Jeremy. Like, fucking uh, uh, night terror. I mean, yep. no, Scott, no. And she also says, oh, like a house in Haunted Hill. Yeah. <laughs> right. I kind of wish I would have. Mike asked like, if it could be an alien. I, I kind of wish I could like fucking experience that, but only one time ever, and that's it. Yeah, the fun thing I had is like kind of a close to it, but I didn't see mm-hmm. demons. I think the problem is when it happens once and you acknowledge it, it just kind of opens the floodgate. You know, the old adage of like when you look into the abyss, the abyss looks back at you. I think that's my full belief is like when you become sensitive to this weird stuff. It like it's an antenna and it's a frequency you pick up and then you're also looking at something and something else can then also see you from the other side and it's it's bizarre and you learn to live with it i mean you still got to pay bills you still got to go to work you still got to maintain relationships and you know it's just one of those weird little things that you know you choose who you do and who you don't talk to about it <laughs> as long <laughs> as i can kick all... that fucker's ass i'd be fine with it right well like... 
in the course of 38 years, man. Yeah. In in the 25 years that I've been, you know, aware of it happening, I've never got to swing in. I've never got to punch it. I've never been able to even move. But like even as a kid in my mom and dad's house uh, that I grew up in, there were times I would wake up in the middle of the night or early morning and I could see like one thing that happened fairly frequently is I'd wake up on my back and I'd kind of move around, you know, readjust, pull the blankets up. And then all of a sudden, boom, frozen. And then I remember once um, like these six like spherical faces without really any defining features appeared three on each side. And they're just like mumbling like a room full of people. But they're like, sounds like they're talking through like pillows or something. It's all muffled shit. And like they're just talking back and forth. And you can see the heads kind of looking at each other like they're all like arguing and talking and having a conversation. And finally, they all stop and they all look down at me at the same time and then fall asleep. And I would wake up to these things in the room. I would wake up, then get frozen and see these things in the room. And I mean, again, it could all just be a weird, you know, fugue state where you're half asleep, half awake, whatever. But Max I mean, room. <laughs> don't I wish, man. Don't I wish. Yeah. This is where I'm kind of conflicted with this shit is like I've had like DXM is the craziest thing where you're time traveling through like consciousness, right? Like you did something Uh that hasn't happened yet and you come back and yada, yada, yada. Haven't really had that with like mushrooms or anything else. But then like when you black out off a straight liquor and you just like, you know, you remember looking at the bottle. And then you yep. wake up somewhere fucking a day later, totally different town. Um, all right. No idea that. what happened. <laughs> like, time, time never, never, yeah. never had that happen. Time travel. Just... Yeah. And like, where was my consciousness <laughs> then? Yeah. Was I playing a knife game with a biker somewhere in Nova no, Scotia? No, yeah, I definitely don't know. was. <laughs> oh. uh, Scott, Scott's carny folk. He's good at knife games. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, no, like that, that shit happens. And then it's just, it like, you know, but then you do the, I didn't see the demon, but like the sleep paralysis shit. It's like, mm-hmm. what is that? The time travel shit with the DXM. That's like the, that's the trippiest shit. Cause like I saw forward in the future mm-hmm. and then was in the present and then like backwards forward. Yeah. That shit fucks with your brain. I, I to do a little um, relative to the conversation, shameless uh, plug here for our 300th episode. One of the stories we have is a woman who tried DMT for the first time to begin getting over trauma that she has had since like childhood and some recent stuff that's happened. So um, that'll kind of piggyback on like what you were saying there. And I won't I won't share any more of the story because um, I also have to make sure I can share it on the show. She sent it in, and there was kind of a she kind of led me to believe we can share, but I'm just going to make sure. But um, another bonkers story, like we've got stories that came in and some of these are just the most bizarre things we've had to date. I also got a story that a guy sent in of a secondhand story that was told to him of a man who resurrected his mom's dead horse. What? And the story is interesting <laughs> because the guy who writes it in is like, Hey, the job I have, I deal with patience and I deal with confidentiality. 
So the name in the story is changed. It is not the uh, the person's. He says client. So I don't know if it's a client or a patient or what. The client's name has been changed. So there's no you know HIPAA. There's no information I cannot share with you. But it is the story this guy relayed uh, to the person who wrote the story in of a time he resurrected a, a dead horse. And it's like I was telling somebody who doesn't buy into any of this shit. I said. Our job on the show is not to believe it. It is just our job to read it. So, yeah, I mean, do, do I with mean, it what you will. We've all seen Pet Cemetery. You all <laughs> want to go over there now. Depressing. Yeah. Ain't, yeah nothing no up, ain't, ain't, ain't nothing up there but bad things. Yeah. This guy, this guy who wrote it in went as far as to make up a fake email to i mean you can trace ips whatever i don't give a lick about that but he's like i made up a burner email to send this in uh my name is not attached to this email my name is being withheld and uh so is the client's name but it's it's just most bizarre shit that way you know now you guys all have to listen to that episode <laughs> oh i definitely will yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. but um every yeah. week it pisses me off when you guys skip a week Dude, October has been so bonkers crazy with the job that Preston and I both have. Um, for whatever reason, like the end of September and all this month has just been new projects we got to work on, traveling, people coming into town to do like inspections and tours. And it's just thrown off our chi to the point where like we're going to have to bring some, some pretty heavy hitting stuff all next month because we've relied on a lot of episodes just to be like, well, we don't have time to share a whole story. Let's just do uh, some weird new shit. So, yeah, we got a lot of stories we're sitting on to share to make it up to everybody. But, yeah, October was supposed to be spooky month, and it's kind of been a little bunk for the most part. So we should be able to get back on. Um, starting the week of Halloween, we should be back on. So That's kind of how it's been for me. It's just been busy. Yep. Yep, it's out of our hands. And like I say, we had a pretty good story uh, for episode 299. Um and the things just got kind of wonky and a lot of weird, like, Bluetooth interference on Preston's uh, side. And then I think my computer tried to update the Adobe suite that I use for design and illustration in the middle of recording for some weird reason. Like, it just took it upon itself to <laughs> switch everything to the 2024 versions of all the programs I use. And it just yeah. kicked me off. Yeah. Kicked me that off sucks. of GarageBand, kicked me off of uh, Discord. And, uh, what can you do, man? That what can you do? Happens. You guys yep. should start going three days a week. Yeah. I mean, me and Lazarus would like it at least. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Well, folks, I need to honestly get off of here, um, hang out with my wife a little bit before she has to turn in for the night. But uh, I appreciate y'all having me on, man. We need to do this more often, for sure. Yeah, I, I appreciate you coming and, like, filling the places for, like, four other people. The, the other guy <laughs> hey, you know what? at me right now because he can't get on. <laughs> Yeah, I get it, man. I get it. That's why we we uh, try to support each other. That's a nice thing too, man. You know about podcasting is I fully believe there's there's more good people out there than bad, and I think there's room yeah. at the table for everyone. And you know, it's always cool to get on and hang out and you know talk to other shows and you know dip into your guys's world for a little while. So, well, much always. appreciated and awesome stories as always. Most deaf guys. If you guys have anything weird or bizarre to send in, um, shoot us an email or get it to Scott and send it in. We'll be happy to share it over the next episode. Hey, I was last question. Uh, where where can I get some beard oil? <laughs> uh, Big Dobbs Beard Balm dot com. Okay, we need a story with this shit though. Like so, 
so that's our that's our big promoter for that's our, our main promoter for our show is Big Dobbs. Um, again, our show's pixelated paranormal. A lot of our connections come from video games, and Dobbs and I used to be Xbox buddies years ago, and lost touch and reconnected. And and Dobbs makes all his own beard oil and beard balm and tattoo balm out of his house. That's his bread and butter, man. That's his business he runs, and uh, he loves spooky shit. He and I have gone on a couple uh, investigations. We've actually got some stuff from Melvern Manor up in Iowa that we got to finish combing through and share. But we spent the night in Melvern. But uh, yeah, if you check out his website, bigdobsbeardbomb.com, you can use promo code PXLPARA and get 20% off that stuff. I'm sorry, I just bought other beard bomb off of Amazon. But next oh, time, shame. I, swear to- <laughs> shame. I swear to Jesus. <laughs> all good. All good. All righty, guys. Thank you so much. And we'll holler at y'all later. Okay. Have a good night, dude. Have a good yeah, one. Thanks. Thanks. See you all. Have a good one, brother. Yep. Later, guys. And and yes, he need Scott needs a solid plug because his beard's falling out. You know. <laughs> I shaved the sides. Ooh. I'm gonna do one of those like pirate curly beard, like Captain Hook with the uh, devil's beard. Well, thing. unless you got anything else, Scott, I think that wraps up this week. Well, let's end it because we got to talk about this. Um... Bracket. I have no idea what's going on. Well, thanks to our viewers. Apologies to our guests that didn't make it on. We'll definitely hook you up. We'll do another episode like this and and have you back. I don't think Jeff is going to want to come back. He said some pretty mean words to me. (laughs) We're sorry. We are sorry. Sorry, Jeff. It's not our night. (laughs) Sorry. Don't know who he is, but okay. Have a good night, everybody. You can find me on Facebook as Jeremy Bryant, or you can find me as Uncensored, Unapologetic, and Untamed UQ Podcast Collective group, Facebook group. You can find me on Twitter and the Instagram as at JuggaloBastard, or should I say X now? And you can find me on TikTok as at Bastard Podcast. You can also find me on YouTube as Paranormal the New Normal, and you can also find me streaming on YouTube as Blind Knowledge Network, because all knowledge is blind until they admit Bigfoot exists.